Oh, wow. I am always enthralled by our guest, and I was so grateful that I had the opportunity to connect with this guest before we actually went on live a couple of weeks ago, and she's been someone I've been excited to have on the show for a while now. Her name is Sarah Moore, and she asks so many amazing questions. She prompts so many incredible conversations within our brain, within our spirit, within ourself, within our space and business, within our need for coaching and yet lack thereof. And just, I'm really indebted to the fact that her innovation in the way that she shows up is counterculture. She asks the question, what do I think? And she inspires you to ask the same, so much so that it's tattooed on her wrist after a hard season of letting it all go because she was thinking of letting it all go, right? Have you ever been there and, and questioned what do I think? Or are you looking to the world to answer that question for you? I know I have been there and I felt less than and unworthy and not called and out of alignment and not on purpose and even out of integrity. And so I just encourage you to take notes. I encourage you to sit actually and to simmer as well with the conversation's depth and the thrill of asking questions and leaning in to the curiosity of the response. This one was so good. And I would love, and I know Sarah would too, for you to tag us on social media and join in on the conversation more deeply by leaving a review and letting us know what you think. She is at all of the places you can imagine, Instagram, Facebook, her own website, all the things. She has a membership as well. So More Soul Sessions is her kind of initiative on Instagram, moresoulsessions.com. Definitely go and check her out. The more is with an extra O because she's something more than what you might expect as you listen to the show. Sarah, you're a gift. And I know you all are going to be in for a treat. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie-cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast. Yeah, Deborah's dancing. (laughs) I'm hyped. Isn't it amazing? It gets everybody's blood boiling before the mic goes on and you get distracted from maybe the nerves of speaking and you just get to lean into the nerves and joy and excitement of dancing. And so I'm grateful to have you. And I saw you in the green room moving those shoulders. And it's actually something you evoke in people often, right? Is bringing out the fun, playful side of who they are, the confident side of who they are. Let me introduce today's guest to you all. Her name is Sarah Moore. And she is someone who has been helping develop not only leaders, but leaders and women from so many different genres and so many different levels 
And while we're all innately the same, I believe we all desire something similar. And that's the understanding of our ultimate passion and our ultimate purpose. And her bottom line in coaching, whether it's women or men, because I know she's done both, is to give people the opportunity and the teach them how to have courage to say the thing they want and pursue it. And so I'm excited to dive deep with you on where that was cultivated, even in just a personal perspective, and then how it kind of grew and emerged in the professional realm too. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you. I'm looking forward to this. So let's dive in. Let's talk about where did this come from? Where did the confidence conversation come from? Where did the pursuit conversation come from? I know you've traveled the world and done a lot. And so I'd love to hear kind of the backstory to to where you are now. It's interesting, Tamara, because I think about confidence and yes, I teach that and I evoke it in people. And at the same time, it's also the thing I struggle with. Right. You know, like I really do believe that we teach exactly what we need to learn. I growing up, I had parents who said you can be anything you want to be. And I'm not sure I actually believe that statement to be true now. Right. Like a little bit like Gary Vee says, I'm not going to be an elite basketball player. I'm five foot three. <laughs> yes. yes, I love when he does that. Yeah. At the same time, this idea that I can dream big and I have permission to do so was a real gift. And it's turned out to be, no question, what are my superpowers? Also in business, it's the thing I run up against that is often the hardest because I'll often be at step B, for instance, with an idea and a vision. And I'm trying to execute before I know it at step K. And I haven't taken all of the steps in between. I know everyone is shaking their head (laughs) and raising their hand and putting their tail between their legs because we get it. We get it. And I think it's taken me a long time to understand that that's actually what was happening, to put language around that and to be able to reel it back in because for so long I was always so frustrated. Well, why am I not here? I just wish I was here. I've got this big dream and I'm taking action. I just wasn't taking action methodically. So, you know, I, I... I think one of the biggest compliments I get day in, day out is, Sarah, I love your energy, right? And I realize that that's, I don't know, that's something really special and really something that I can leverage. And at the same time, just like any of us, I also can feel incredibly self-conscious or unsure or replaying a conversation. So it's, I think it's this constant back and forth in a way. And I will say with enough years of personal development, of being in a 12-step program, of having a connection to God, that I have enough self-awareness to know when I'm off track and can bring myself back. And I'm supposed to be off track, right? I'm supposed to be. So that doesn't derail me as much. But, you know, it's this constant sort of process. And I've come to a place of acceptance around that for the most part that that really is how life is supposed to be and it doesn't detract from my confidence and I think that's the thing I'm really trying to instill in my clients and the women that I work with. I think there's a lot of power to so much that you said Um, for those that aren't watching with us, which you always can because we are live on Facebook and LinkedIn. And then this will be clipped into tiny little things and tiny little features of the conversation on YouTube as well. 
But Sarah is over here and she's talking about kind of like this wheel. She's got both of her hands moving around in a circle with the representation that like you're going to go off course. And I know I can look back to my life and think of all the times I have gone off course and I've been able to move back into alignment with the ultimate, I believe, destiny or purpose of my life. But when I was in those other places, though I might not have been aligned He's used all things for good, right? He's used all things to actually evoke a deeper confidence because now I have more empathy or now I have the what not to do as a tool belt on my tools kit, right? And so I think it's necessary for us to recognize that it's not that failing point, right? A lot of people look at it and we hear fail forward, but what does that actually mean? It's actually recognizing that every step up the ladder, even if that ladder step breaks and you're now skipping, you've still used some sort of momentum, some sort of knowledge from that stepping stone that is actually building to the greatness of who you're intended to be. It helps in my confidence, that's for sure. That's 100% right. I feel like I have conversations with clients often where they're saying, oh gosh, why did I do that? I should have known better or even going as far as to say, I'm an idiot, right? Why didn't I think that through? No, no, not at all, right? How can we use that as an opportunity to learn? And I think that's, for me at least, the thing that I preach probably is that mindset shift that I don't think everything happens for a reason. I do believe that we can use everything that comes our way as an opportunity to grow and learn and having a mindset of compassion and kindness and curiosity around those failures, which I think you and I are on the same page. They're not really failures, just learning moments um, that help propel us forward. Uh, this is so cute. I was watching Happy Feet 2 with my son on Sunday night and there's a little just feisty penguin and his mom and him have this relationship even with distance and a massive obstacle in their way that they can't be together. And there's there's limiting beliefs that are happening to the adults around this child penguin, this baby penguin and saying, you can't do that. You're not big enough. You can't go alone. You can't forge that path. Meanwhile, in the back, the mom is like, you've got it. It looks Learning is an opportunity. Keep on going. And the little the little sweet penguin, furry, fluffy penguin is like skipping to their loo as they run off to go save the day by themselves, right? And the mom wasn't fearful at all. And I think from a perspective of developing leaders, while you're developing someone who might be in the same generational bracket or one below or one above you, I think to the ones way below, such as children, and if we could develop confidence towards failing now, right? And towards what that looks like, a learning opportunity. It's just like I was talking with a client just a couple minutes ago and she was like, I'm so nervous. I don't feel ready to launch. And I said, let's unpack that because being nervous doesn't mean you're not ready to launch. If you're putting those two things together because of your nerves, I get nervous every single time I go on stage still. And she was so shocked by that. And I'm like, no one has it all figured out. No one is to a place that they have became. We're all becoming. And so to harness, I love the word that you use, curiosity towards those quote unquote learning opportunities. And how can that then be a resource, not only to us, but to the people who are 10% behind us that we're teaching? Mm, I said a prayer along those lines before I jumped on today, which is, you know, let me say something that supports somebody else right as a as a coach I've, I've really come to a place 
over the years at first I was faking it until I made it because I didn't know any different and I think there's an element of that that's helpful I certainly don't love that phrase today and at the same time I've come to this belief that I am walking right alongside you everything you're struggling with guess what me too the only difference is I might just be a pace ahead or I might have been doing the work just in a moment longer than you and so I've got some insight that can help pave the way for you right and I I mentioned at the beginning that I'm a member of a 12-step fellowship my husband is um, a recovering addict and he's been clean and sober for 20 20 years and I didn't realize that when I met him I'd grown up with a family that suffered from alcoholism I just thought there was drinking and partying and so when I met him and I started learning about the disease of alcoholism it very quickly thereafter took me into Al-Anon which is for friends and families who've been affected by alcoholism and addiction and um it's I I get a lot of strength from that program. That was the program that gave me a connection to God and sponsorship, right, has been such an important relationship in my life. Somebody who's a little bit ahead of me in the steps, a little bit ahead of me in the program. But what I've come to know is that that has nothing to do with length of years in the program with time it's simply experience and commitment. It typically does, but it, just because I've been in the program for 14 years or I've been coaching for 11 or 12 years, it doesn't necessarily mean I have more wisdom. It's more my commitment to the process. And so that back and forth with a client is such a gift. Not only am I giving to them and maybe, um, you know, typically I'm a step or two ahead, they give so much to me in return through their questions and their vulnerability that helps me heal exactly the same concerns. Yeah, I think there's so much to the, the, the multifaceted approach and recipient opportunity in the coaching, right? Is, is that's where vulnerability, but also surrender comes into play. Like letting people know that we're imperfect, letting people know that we're just figuring it out too, or letting people know when something went wrong in the last week. Uh, one of the things that we do inside of my mastermind experience is we talk about the wins. What, what are some wins? One, because as much as we talk about failure and everyone's like, yeah, that happened to me and we'll stay in the pity party. We don't often applaud other people when it comes to a celebration. Uh, even if we think that we do that very well, uh, giving people kudos, giving people recognition, there's generally this like competitive nature and also this comparison nature of I haven't gotten that far yet. And I think it's important that we share both and um, and also understand that the recipient opportunity is that much more massive when we are equally as vulnerable. We're asking them to step out of the boat to be vulnerable. And if we're not willing to do the same, it feels like that gap between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And this is any coaching experience. This is any leadership experience. This is even in my parenting experience because any, even though I'm much older than my kiddos, whenever something goes wrong in their day-to-day life or um, through a sport experience or something, I immediately get down to their level. My husband gets down to their level. We're looking eye to eye and we're saying, man, I know what that feels like. I remember when. 
and we tell them a story of us in that perspective. And that immediately takes the, the lens off of themselves. It puts the lens on someone else. And then there's this beautiful zone of comfortability that exists and transparency that exists. And they realize, well, mama and dad are now big and raised and this doesn't affect them. And so I can be brave and bold and do the same thing. Oh, yes. So like I want to say (laughs) 700 things. So let me start with a couple. Firstly, back to parenting and the happy feet reference. Yeah. We are. We have a son. He's uh, six. He just turned six three weeks ago. And he's a big old boy. He looks like he's eight or nine. <laughs> he, uh, we often ask him, you know, what did you fail at today? What yes. felt really hard and messy and yucky? Um, my husband actually started asking him that. And I love that question. And secondly, when it comes to what I would call the skill of recognition, right? If there is one skill I would teach a team or a senior leader who really gets to shape the culture of the team, it's recognition at the top of the list, which is calling out verbally in front of everybody else, what is somebody? What is something that somebody is doing well? Because the research shows that rates of trust and engagement go through the roof and that creates that psychologically safe place for teams to then innovate because part of innovation is failure and sort of more personally in coaching although I also teach this to teams as well is the skill of bragging right I love it I brag that I have a great smile I brag that Earlier today, I helped at a meeting with the technology. This is true, by the way. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And I was nervous. And I showed up anyway. And I tried and helped where I could. I brag that I get to share this space with you and have a fluid conversation and see where we end up and where we travel. You know, And so I think that that skill of bragging and taking up some of our own space, it then gives permission for somebody else to do the same. So I love that in your communities, that's something that you're focusing on. Last thing I'll say is back to the 12-step community. We often say that we feel seen in our struggles, and that's not something that just exists in 12-step. It, it exists everywhere. So the struggle is beautiful and important. And then the role of coaching is to say, what can we do with that, right? What's the opportunity inside of this so you can rise up and gain more tools, assuming that's what you actually want? Mm, Yeah, yeah. I think that very last nugget, assuming that's what you actually want, is a whole conversation in itself because people are often looking to everybody else's goals or everybody else's perspective of success. And when you peel back the layers of like, what does that actually look like or mean to you? And what is your quote unquote perfect day, right? It's so drastically different than what my perfect day is. And yet they're looking to me for a success pattern or a success strategy. And I'm like, I can help you get there, but not because I'm giving you a blueprint that I followed, but because we're going to curate a blueprint that's right for you. And I think that that's really critical for people to realize that often people are trying to sell you a system and a system is not what you need. You need strategy, yes, but you need self-reflection and you need to understand your own definitions and create and forge that own path because 
no one's path is your path. And that trailblazing factor to fit in faith, the T stands for trailblazer because the way you're doing it is uniquely derived for you, developed for you, and you're doing the hard work if you're willing to do what I think is something you're really good at. And that's the exploration of your like emotional intelligence associated to confidence, associated to leadership. So I'd love for you to unpack like that portion. I know we hear a bit of the backstory when it comes to um, the experience with alcohol. And I, I share in that um, both in past and in present. And so um, I love that we have that connection factor. But I have yet to step foot into an Al-Anon and I have been invited and told several times. And so um, you're encouraging me. I always say I come to these shows with a desired conviction and uh, that might be one of them. So thank you. Mm, happy to plant that seed. That's interesting that that reared its head. <laughs> I, I think that leaning into my definition of success is something that has only emerged in the last couple of years. When you said people are looking for a blueprint or the the six-step process, which really drives me a little crazy in the coaching space, quite frankly. Um, Yeah. I, gosh, I think it was four or five years ago, I signed up to be a part of a mastermind and I paid $40,000. It did not have $40,000. But I thought I was really well positioned with my business to make some tweaks, recoup that money at the very least, and probably more. The mastermind was a year long. And about six months in, I had made precisely zero dollars in my business, in, in, in all of my business. Not only had I not made what I usually make, I'd made zero. I'd put my heart and soul into the experience and taken all of the wisdom. And it I, it felt very God-driven to be a part of it, to say yes in the first place. And I still believe that to be true. And what my ultimate learning from that experience was is nobody is ever going to know more than I am about the path that I should take. They are going to know certain things about tools and strategies that I don't know, and I can take some of those. But I am never again going to go into an experience where, which I can't afford one because it puts all the pressure on the experience to be a certain thing rather than unfold and be whatever it's going to be and it 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 was the beginning for me when I left that mastermind of really a mental health crisis and I ended up experiencing depression and suicidal thinking and stepping away from the physical work of coaching for from a short period of time because I just threw my hands up and said I have done everything I know how to do. I've even upped my game and I've been around these quote unquote pros and even that hasn't worked. So now what? And I ended up in an outpatient treatment program, which was one of the biggest blessings of my life. I think because I'd done this work on myself for so many years, I was fully ready to surrender. 
you know, my best thinking got me here kind of line, right? <laughs> like, For sure. Right. I'm here. I'm just, I'm yeah. going to soak up everything you have to say. And yeah. what came out of that, for those of you not on video, oh, here we go. I ended up getting this tattoo and it says, what do I think? Mm. And it was the, it was the question that stood out to me the most from that treatment experience, realizing I'm putting way too much um, weight on what other people think about what I should do. And I need to start asking myself much more than I have been. And so it's one of my favorite questions to share with clients now is ask yourself, what do I think in this situation? Because what I find to be true, when we are taking time to self-reflect, taking time to understand our emotional landscape, we always have a knowing there's always something even if it sounds crazy even if it doesn't make sense when we've got just enough space to hear the thing and that's why I'm so insistent with clients some kind of journaling meditation movement whatever let's curate that for you so that you give just enough space for you to hear that wisdom and then, and then get the courage to say it out loud in this space, great. It's a starting point, right? It's a moment of practice so they can start repeating that over and over again because that knowing leads to something else. Could be tiny, could be huge. It really doesn't matter. But the beginnings of starting to trust that knowing, I think, then complement the questions, how do you define success? Just like you, I'm asking that question all the time. Let's not assume we know what success is. We don't. In fact, it's a massive exploration. It's going to change and evolve. And that's the work we're doing together so that your actions and your values can align, which for me, that that's the definition of integrity. And then we start to walk that path. And every little bit of information either reassures us, yep, we're on the path, or it's like, oh, something doesn't feel quite right. Okay, what, what is that? And how do I get back here? Mm, so much goodness. The most powerful thing you can do to unlock your greatness and step into your next level of abundance is to get in the room with others who have been where you want to be and perhaps are going where you want to go. But oftentimes, we can put ourselves in the wrong room based on exterior vantage points, what they wear, where they go, what they do, when we know in our heart of hearts that we should be following people, standing along people who are aligned in true wealth. Stop feeling alone in the journey of growth as a business leader and an entrepreneur who loves God. Stop struggling to find the right answer when it's already been written. Stop giving up on the desires of your heart when God placed them there with intention. Stop standing in this lack mentality when your prosperity is critical for all of us in the kingdom. Come, find a seat at the table at the most impactful faith-driven business conference you will ever experience. Alongside ministry-driven marketplace leaders, you will evolve, unlock, and activate your next level. That just sounded like a video game. This is not the meta, okay? This is your IRL, your in real life chance to be in the room with some of the greatest kingdom entrepreneurs of our time. 
founders, innovators, trailblazers who are God-centered are coming together to grow their business for God's sake. And that's an inside-out job. You will leave this three-day intensive with action plans, new income strategies, fresh mentalities towards business and life integration, and a sense of freedom that will have others magnetized to what you are selling by the way you freshly and uniquely serve. It's happening on November 4th through the 6th, 2022 in Nashville, Tennessee, with a highlight VIP event on November 3rd. There are seats at the table for you, but they will go fast. It's a limited reservation, so get your tickets now at growforgod.com. Again, that's growforgod.com. I cannot wait to hug your neck. I cannot wait to see you there in person. I cannot wait for this energetic room to just light up the world because that's what we're going to do when we leave this conference, but you got to be in the room. IRL, let's go. I'm thinking through like, what do I think? And I've said this before is, is the understanding that the I connected to the great I am, right? It reminds me of those, those bracelets, those WWJD bracelets. Do you remember those where they said, Mm -hmm. what would you, it was hashtag way before hashtags were a thing. It was in the nineties, maybe the late eighties. And it said, WWJD, what would Jesus do? (laughs) And it was a reminder of, of like really leaning into what does that faith walk look like? What does that integrity piece look like? And I think when we think about what do I think it's leaning on our own subconscious, it's leaning on those God whispers or those God winks to say in an intuition, in that, that gifting that we've been given of discernment, that there is an answer. And the answer doesn't often live outside of self or I, right? It lives within him and it therefore it lives within you. And I think that there's such validity to that. And specifically in the state of coaching, I've been in a a massive amounts of coaching and masterminds. And I've, I've actually experienced something very similar to you in two different scenarios when it comes to the high investment with the low output, the ROI was not there when it came to the financial side of things. But when it came to the development of my personal and professional wisdom, when it came to my ability to actually soak in the confidence of myself and realizing when I was stepping foot into some of those scenarios where I, me only, had elevated these people to be more than me, right? Knowing that equality is a true thing, but something about them put them in a bigger playing field than me. They were the bigger fish. And I was told recently when walking into a meeting, feeling that way, and the person could sense that about me. And they were like, hold on a second, scooch back. You are the head and not the tail, is what he said. And I thought for a second, I was like, holy cow, you're right. I was walking into a table of non-believers and it wasn't belief versus not, but I had denoted their valuable assets as more worthy than the, the spiritual side or the identity of who they were as humans. And if we put finances as the precursor to our integrity, it's likely not very integral, right? And so that's why it's hard when you're on places like Clubhouse and you're like, oh, I'm a 19-figure earner. Like, wow, kudos. Because I was that person. I was that person seven years ago when I had two businesses and I talked about, you know, a CEO runs and, and the contracts that I signed and all the things that were happening. And meanwhile, 
my integrity was slipping day by day by day. And so I'm very passionate about alignment. And I'm also very passionate about knowing when we invest in something, what does your version of success look like? Now, if the only ROI for you is finances and that doesn't come to fruition, maybe you need to reevaluate what your investment looks like. And if that's your desire, you know, it's understanding that there's so much more to experiences, but it's also not about that person. It's not even about that coach. It's about the cultivation of their character and who they're helping you to become in the process. Mm, I feel like that was good for my soul. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm writing a book. It's my first book. I, I remember being a teenager saying, I want to be a travel writer, right? You mentioned Ooh, I, yeah. I got to grow up traveling the world. And I very quickly realized in my early twenties that it sounded good, but in action, I wasn't really writing any articles about where I was traveling to. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to scrap that. And, and I've written a blog for many years and I was an editor for a newspaper in Texas where I got to essentially write advertorials for entrepreneurs in town so all day long I was listening to the stories of small business owners and I didn't know how that would help me or or the road that that would would set me on and it it was beautiful and and so I love to write and so I'm writing this book and I just started the process maybe three weeks ago of really having a disciplined writing practice every day or five days a week and I'm going back and I'm rewriting, right, m- my story. And I just finished at the end of last week writing about that mastermind experience and hearing it through somebody else's words, your words right now and realizing, oh, yes, actually, the only reason I'd said yes to that was for p- financial purposes makes all the sense in the world and, and gives me a different angle. And also, Tamara, that language you used about what do I think, but the I being the big I, I hadn't put those two together yeah. because one of the tools I use with clients is called the wheel of life. And so I'm a big believer that, you know, how we do anything is how we do everything. And we show up as a whole person wherever we are. Yes, we leverage different strengths. That's appropriate in different contexts. But yes, if I make this decision, how is it going to impact my spiritual life? How is it going to impact my physical health? How is it going to impact my intimate relationship? How is it going to impact my family and my parenting? So that I'm getting clients to think holistically. And then I often, what I would call, put a, quite a lot of weight on the spiritual part of the wheel which is creating this space for thought for a relationship with God or however the client wants to meet that and yet I hadn't quite put the what do I question in the bucket of spirituality and thinking about it as the big I and nothing could be more true so thank you <laughs> thank thank you for for breathing that into me today it's a new way of seeing it Yes. And I know this exact wheel of life. And it's really interesting. I went to this um, conference earlier in the year. It was called the Align Conference and awesome uh, all women experience. And I went with this understanding that I was also going from this lens of supporting speakers, being a speaker myself, but listening and also observing. I wasn't necessarily going to get my cup filled, if that makes sense. Um, It was more 
strategy. I, and, and that was okay. And I was also going to open up prayer daily in a house full of women who were attending. And so that was such an honor and such a gift to be able to ask to do that. Um, but when I was there, every single person didn't know that the other single person was going to be sharing their own version of the wheel because the concept was alignment. And everyone had a wheel and everyone's wheel was different. And the entire time I was sitting there and I was like, I actually don't believe in this. I actually don't believe in this. And ultimately, it was this revelation that the wheel of life, and I'm going to use one that I'm familiar with. It's like the five F's. It's like um, fitness, family, fun, finances, um, faith, right? And it's this wheel and all of it's equal. And I realized that I lived my life like that for nearly three decades And because faith was just an element on the wheel that I could ignore, and even if I wasn't ignoring and I was only giving a fifth of myself to that location, I was actually not fulfilled. Because faith to me, the I connected to the I am like you're speaking to is actually like the center spoke of the entire wheel itself. It's the foundation in which we're riding that bike. It's the the essence of who we are. And if we forget that element and we think spirituality and we'll just say spirituality across any faith base, across any religion, you will see that this is actually the, the, the stake in the ground for their identity. And when that stake is removed or ignored, there is a sense of void, depression, suicide ideation, sometimes suicide as a whole. And again, I can say this without a shadow of a doubt. It's a deep sense of knowing because I've lived it. I've walked it. And so I would encourage you even to be curious in the I am and maybe that spirituality, that I that's in the center that you're constantly having them. What do I think in all of these facets is actually the centerpiece to who we are? You know, I think actually that is how I am thinking about it. And your language again, right? It's fun to kind of bounce ideas off someone reinforces that. I think what I may have also heard is you were describing the wheel of life is it what you don't love about it or what you don't believe about it is that you're going to be all in on every area of the wheel at one time, right? Like you're supposed to be strong in faith, strong in whatever those other F's were, family, does that feel like a squeaky point for you? Yeah, I think there's a connection to both because I understand that there's seasons of life, right? And I understand that like relationally or maritally, when I was first married, there was more emphasis or when our marriage was crashing and we were going to therapy twice a week, there was more emphasis. I just think there's more to the puzzle. And I guess that's where changing up what these different wheels look like, whether it's the relational, emotional, societal, financial, like there's, there's so many different ways that we could break it down. It's hard to say that we would ever, unless we're staying centered in the core and the alignment of who we are, that we would ever in any given season be operating on full cylinder in all realms. I don't know that that's true. Or possible. Totally agree. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that's the goal at all. I think the way that I think about that wheel is I want to bring awareness to clients that how one decision impacts many different areas. 
Yeah, that's and good. that you know we're sort of we're kind of like this spider web almost, and it's intricate and it's beautiful, and you're not just George at work you know uh being the master of it all and doing a good job no you're george whose son is struggling at school and you're george who yes you make a shit ton of money and you're also you've also got some things that you don't feel good about with your finances and you're george whose health is awesome and you're george who's questioning god and don't make any time for personal reflection right etc that is a perfect case scenario right like because that's that's the relatability factor that's the I can raise my hand to that and the other realm that I feel like is just often presented to people feels impossible like okay so today I have to check every single one of these boxes and I didn't do those three things and therefore my wheel is broken and I'm not going to be able to ride to school the next day like that's That's that failure point, right? Like that we were talking about before, but instead of looking at it like that, recognizing that seasons change, the the tide comes in and the tide goes out. And there are seasons of sacrifice when it comes to elements of who we are, but that doesn't mean from a spirituality perspective or an identity perspective or an integrity perspective that that's a place that we falter. I can be in integrity and also not be succeeding in these different spaces. And I'm quote air quoting because, again, it's my version of success. And we were just having this conversation on my, um, we got to get away with my husband as I went to speak in LA last week. And we hadn't had like quality time like that in quite a while. And so I knew I was depleted in the marriage side of things and our relationship for quite a while. And so it was having a conversation on like, what could we do to be better about this? We used to do date night weekly so effortlessly. And now as our kids are getting older and they have sports every single night of the week and we're going to and fro, it's like, when is it us? But it's a season where it's not us, but we are firmly founded in our relationship. And there's moments like this where we can take big chunks of time together and and really lean in at that time. So I just want people to reflect on the, the coaching aspect connected to success and connected to investing in yourself. That's why you can have multiple coaches at one time who are supporting you in these different realms and making sure from an integrity perspective and an identity perspective that they are in essence, a component of the who you want to become. Because I think we can get stuck in somebody else's version of success and we find void even in the achievement of that. So it's the end of our mastermind. We're with that person for a year. We've invested all of this money. We now feel like a mini version of them. I've got the same mind. I have the same lens. I understand what systems you use and how to apply it. And yet I still don't feel successful. I still don't feel happy. I still don't feel content. So let me jump into my next mastermind. And I'm literally at this point right now in this season. So it's so poignant and not uh, not coincidental that we're having this conversation in the knowing that my husband had the thought, why not, instead of investing in somebody else, why not ask yourself, what do I think? What could I do with that money, with that investment that's different, that could actually support further growth and experience lending myself to my own imagination, my own creativity, my own vision, my own already built tool belt. And so I I decided to do something totally different with the money. And I decided to hire a new team member. And 
it was a big leap of faith. And at the same time, she has worked with some of the the greats. And and these are people that I honor in all realms of who they are. And I thought, if I want to stay in my zone of genius, if I want to fully feel alive every day, what do I need my day to look like? And who do I need to support me in that? And so it's it's a really fun, it's she's only a weekend. So I'm really excited to see what that looks like a year from now when I've invested essentially in myself and my dream instead of investing in someone else. I just don't think it can get better. Congratulations <laughs> to your husband. No, <laughs> no he's amazing. <laughs> he's Congratulations him for planning that. And I think you gave two good examples of how at least I think about the wheel of life serving people, right? I think most people are yearning for the awareness that when they go away to LA or wherever it is, that they realize they're starving for that connection. They don't just point the finger and go, this isn't fun or, you know, (laughs) come back feeling a little bit dissatisfied or however that may roll itself out. And same thing, right? With the mastermind, like I've invested in myself in myself. What does it look like not to just keep rolling down the trap, but to recognize something doesn't feel quite right. There's another decision I can make and then give myself the freedom to make it. And so, yeah, I just think it doesn't get better. I'm so excited for you. I'm, I'm really, I really can't wait to hear, you know. I'll let you know. I'm an open book when it comes to that because I want people to just navigate. Again, nobody told me to do it. Even my husband, when we were processing it, he didn't recognize that I was going to go take the investment and not put it into my current team or not take it home. That would have been nice, right? (laughs) Like I could have easily just been like, okay, well, cool. We get an extra influx of thousands of dollars. And I just, I know that the belief system and the the dream, the greater dream is bigger than where I am right now. And so it's the stepping into what that looks like doesn't mean that I don't have that same fear associated to that financial investment, but it, it looks a lot different and it feels a lot different because it feels, even though I'm giving it out internal, does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. Great. It's so great. I want to go back to something you said earlier about being right there with a client, a friend, really, honestly, anyone in our life, but I guess maybe specifically in the coaching role and being willing to share our own stories of vulnerability. I really have come to believe that that's a missed opportunity for a lot of coaches. You know, being going through my coach training program, the recommendation was you ask powerful questions and that's the role. It doesn't matter about us and our personal stories. I just think as my own style of coaching has evolved, and I've become more confident about who I am and what I see working, that to be able to say essentially, oh, me too, or I just got off the, the, uh, you know, the phone with somebody, and I don't feel good about how I showed up to that. And I think I'm going to go back and I'm going to say X. It's such a moment of connection and it opens that client up. I mean, that's vulnerability in action, right? It gives me permission to do the same. And I recently started doing some breath work and I'm finding it to be incredibly transformative, even though I'm at the beginning of my journey with it. And what prompted me into it was I'm almost at a point where I talk for a living And I love words and I think language has incredible power. 
And words don't often feel sufficient for what I'm thinking, feeling, and desire to express. So I wanted some other modalities of healing. And I go into this first breathwork session and I'm sat there and I'm like, thank you, God, because I'm getting such a clear reminder of what it's like to be a client in a session for the first time. I feel a little shaky. I feel a little hesitant. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to breathe the, you know, doing these techniques. Am I going to be able to breathe for long enough? What do I even want to say? Is it going to make sense? And so to have somebody on the other side who's there with me and who's also able to say in an appropriate moment and an appropriate way, you know, yes, like I've struggled with that too, or here's how this has worked in my life. I think it opens the doors. If I think it flings the doors off of the coaching experience and creates transformation further and faster. I adore that. And I think right now, and I I say that I'm not investing in myself and other people, but I'm thinking I have a vocal coach (laughs) that I'm also working with. And this was a new thing that um, just exposed to me in the last couple of months because I talk for a living like you and we're actually considered vocal athletes and we need to be doing the same type of vocal work that a musician or a singer would do actually sometimes even more because of the amount in which we're talking versus maybe they're singing on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so I've been starting to teach myself and treat myself in this way through a vocal coach. And she has taught me more about my sound, more about my voice, and more about breath work connected to that. I always thought that if I had a hot tea and water, I'd be fine. That doesn't even touch your vocal cords. It doesn't. There's a flap over your vocal cords. It doesn't even touch it. So your throat feels great, but your vocal cords are still starving. And I found out that air... Breath is actually what gives your vocal cords power. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is why you hear them do this. That is what's happening. And so I was mind blown in just two sessions, the amount of information she had that I had never been given. And of all of the speakers and all of the teachers and all of the coaches I've ever spoken to never told me that I needed a vocal coach. And I, my life has changed because of it. I have like so many resources next to me. I've got like drips that go in my water. I've got steamers that I now use for my podcasting days when I'm here for hours on end. Things I never knew possible and never knew that I needed. And so breath work associated to vocal coaching is surely one of those things for me. I love that you shared that. Maybe I need the number of this vocal coach. She's amazing. She is absolutely amazing. Right. I, and as we're talking, I'm thinking about how many more people need her. I'm actually having a podcasting retreat all weekend and there's people flying in from around the country and she's going to be a surprise guest because people don't know about this concept and it's so critically needed. Um, so tapping into it, I'll totally get you her number. I think as we come to a close here, Sarah, we've talked about so many important and vitally um sound information. And I say sound not to toot our own horns, but to brag a little bit in the work. And so just kudos to you in in doing the work and blazing the trail and getting past that suicide ideation, getting past that depression, getting past that anxiety. And ultimately the word that you use that I always say is surrendering, surrendering to 
the great I am, but also surrendering to the great that you can be the I within the I. Right. And I just I see that greatness in you. And it's been so fun getting to know you and hearing your heart even more. Are there any like final ways that the community? um, I know there's many ways they can get in touch with you. Are there any final words that you want to share with them before we say our goodbyes? I do for today. Yeah, one thing that comes to mind, sort of a piece of life advice I'm mulling over and seems to be coming to my lips is in any moment, we're always in one of three places, which is making a decision, experiencing an outcome from that decision, and then pivoting. And our job, right, is to not get too stuck in any one of those places. It's to be able to be thoughtful. It's to be able to self-reflect and then decide, now what? Do I need to pivot? Do I need to actually make the decision? Or do I need to accept the outcome and then get to the pivot? And so I think that that formula is something that helps me enormously. It helps clients. And it's an easy way to wrestle with life because it applies everything in our lives and so yeah I feel called called to share that as something that that really might help someone I love it I'm going to write it down as a part of our show notes for the day and I, I do believe that there's a critical element I guess my curiosity as you're sharing that is knowing and it kind of lends itself even to the wheel of life conversation that there's a multitude of those things happening in a moment right Absolutely. and yeah yep. then to recognize that we're in different seasons, different parts of that decision-making process or that, that outcome process or that pivot process, that actually makes me need to breathe <laughs> because I'm like, whoa, if that is true and I believe it to be true, I have a lot of like areas of my life that I'm sitting within in this moment. And I just, as you're saying, I, I didn't feel weight like heavy, but weight like responsibility. Mm-hmm of recognizing where am I versus what I feel like we're so used to doing and is coasting and whether it feels like you're coasting downhill or you're coasting uphill and it's really hard. I don't think we take enough time to take those moments of reflection. Where am I? I wonder if coasting Tamara is a great synonym for stuck. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's good. Maybe, maybe. I don't, I'm not sure myself, but it's got a ring of truth to it. Yeah, it does. Well, I, coasting, I guess, when we're thinking about the rat wheel, which I've totally been on in my life. Yeah, you're, you're completely stuck. You're like, yeah, I'm at this good pace. It's working really good. Everything's great. I'm going nowhere. This is great. Why am I going nowhere? This is good, though. I'm going great. This is good. Everybody else is at the same pace, right? Coasting stuck, stuck coasting. That could be a, the coaching process, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, so good. Sarah, you're such a gift. You're such a light. I want people to get in touch with you. I know you're on Facebook and Instagram and your website is moresoulsessions.com. And you have a membership. Do you want to tell them about that before we log off? Yes, it's the full of herself membership. I think there's nothing greater in life to be full of ourselves in the best way that one could imagine that. And there's a signature pump up session that I created from years of speaking and doing retreats, which is dancing and breathing and journaling and 
some screaming and some intimate sharing as a way to quiet the noise, press pause and say, where am I? What is, what is it that I want? And then can stay, take that next step with more intention. Got loads of guest teachers and it's just a, just an awesome place that's growing and building community around helping women to develop confidence and success on their own terms. So incredible. Such a cool compilation of background that you have and now bring to the table in the unique way that you do. And I have a sure feeling that we are going to be together before long at a couple conferences. So it's going to be really fun to interact and see you on stage versus in your house in a chair and through StreamYard. But for now, you all, I thank you so much for tuning in. I'm also going to Thank God right now that Oragel held with me for the last hour as I have a gnarly canker sore that I can start to feel again. I've been numb over here talking and not drooling on my mic. So thanks again. It's been a good one, y'all. Stay tuned for the next show of the Fit and Faith podcast and get in touch with Sarah Moore. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you may even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to. And I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener. And I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com.